Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eyes. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever heard in all my life. Straight out of the burbs of L.A., this is So I Married a Movie Geek. Hey guys, what's up? This is So I Married a Movie Geek. I am not the movie geek. I am Chris McQueen, and I married that movie geek. The movie geek to my right is Justin Winters. Say hi to the nice people, Justin. What up? <laughs> I don't know why, but I expected you when you started to do that to go, what's up? That's my, that's my cold, what up? What movie was that? Scary movie, by the way? The what's up thing? Well, it started, wasn't it was like a Bud Light commercial or something? And then... Was it? it? Once it entered the cultural zeitgeist everyone like made fun of and stuff so i mean maybe so anyway justin like, has a cold i have a cold guys I'm really sorry about that I feel like 80 like percent of the country has a cold right now so everybody i know has a cold and and i kind of want the whole world to just stay away and i want to put myself in a bubble because it's really hard to be a parent i'm sure you know with the cold right now as you're coughing to parent two kids and hold on a job and also be sick so i'm very sorry you're ill and having to go through that Thank you, Chrissy. You're I appreciate welcome. that. But yeah, it's it's not that bad. I know it sounds. I sound like this. You sound better today, sound to be honest like with Bear you. White. The last two days, you sounded like Beowulf. Beowulf? Yeah. What? Like Scottish? What are you saying? <laughs> no. No. Like a monster wolf man. A monster wolf man. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, that sounds pretty cool. He's All sexy. right. Well, I'm glad I'm getting better though. Yeah, me too. Scintillating t- content right off the start. <laughs> so, which is what we do here on the show. So, uh, set the you, bar really low at the top. Yeah, if you never listen, guys, uh, every episode we start talking about, you know, how well, sick we are. Well, every other episode, yeah. <laughs> every other episode we talk about how sick we are, you know, yep. the kids. We complain about our kids a little bit. Stuff like that. Life. But <laughs> we also talk about movies. So, True. Uh, usually movies that Chrissy has never seen before. Indeed. Um, they're usually super popular, well-known movies that you're like, oh my God, what? This exists? Uh, so we do that. And then every other week, we also do a thing called Fantasy Movie Draft, where you know we combine our love of movies and fantasy sports, and we, we draft movies from a certain theme, a certain era. We've been doing our 80s uh, Fantasy Movie Draft tournament, which is exciting. Congratulations to Chris Brayton for more good than He won the 1986 films. Uh, draft. I voted for you, Justin, but Chris, you had a great list. He was, you know, you know how Chris is during. I mean, the draft. yeah, he's insidious. He's insidious. He guys. really is because he's obviously this very funny and engaging and smart dude, but he tries to make people feel like they should pick different things, right? Because you know, I don't even know how to describe it. It's it's very manipulative, insidious, and then eventually he wins. Good, good on you, Chris. Good on you. <laughs> he picked uh, Big Trouble in Little China, one of your faves. Oh, Chris. my God. One I of his faves as well. Just kidding. Not. He hates the movie, but he picked it. Anyway. I know. I saw that and I was like, what? <laughs> I'm sorry. Can't what? believe it. So he advances to the, the semifinals uh, in March next month. He so. rode on Big Trouble Little China's <laughs> coattails all the way to the semifinals. <laughs> Have no words. <laughs> Oh, man. So that was fun. Um, But yeah, happy to be back talking movies with you, Chris. 
Same Z's. Same Z's. So let's talk about. So we we watched two movies this mm-hmm. week. Yeah. I almost until I I checked his filmography, I, I was like, I don't even think we've talked about this actor or like one of his movies. I know on the like on a review episode. Like he, he's come up in drafts before, of course, but. Uh, then I realized we had, but it was way back in the day, and it was a movie that he's kind of like a part of an ensemble. But in terms of like his movies, we've we've never talked about Adam Sandler before. We have not. So that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, I you know this is one of those that I had suggested over the years. Like, hey, maybe we cover Adam Sandler. Maybe we do that. Really, you said that? Yeah. Oh, okay. And I feel like it was always like towards the bottom of the list. Like, yeah, sure, okay. But what about these other amazing things from 1988 we haven't seen? Well, I mean, there is a reason for that. So... (laughs) What's the reason, Justin? All right, Why was it more important to see Big Trouble in Little China than Happy Gilmore? How dare you? (laughs) Why? Why Why do you have to dig on that all the time? Anyway... (laughs) Um, no, like, like most people of our age, I guess, Mm -hmm. I don't want to say most people, I don't want to put myself, you want to generalize exactly. I, you know, I have a complicated relationship with Adam Sandler. So, (laughs) oh, you do? Are you guys in like a Facebook official, it's complicated relationship? Exactly. It's exactly like that. Awkward. Uh, no, you know, of course I'm a huge fan of Saturday Night Live and always has been since I was a little teeny tiny kid. Mm hmm. Uh, of course, we were first introduced to him on that show. I was like, whoa, okay, this guy's totally different. You know, he's hey, funny. He was hilarious. He's funny. Uh, then he, uh, a couple of his albums I really liked. Like this, he came of age when I was in middle high school. So those are like prime years. Oh, yeah. The formative for, years. For something pop culture just to, you know, capture your imagination and, and your heart. I'm aware. <laughs> so I'm Sandler, apparently... Captured your heart, and that's why it's complicated. No, I'm, I'm. This is all set up, Chris. Go on. First, first movie, Billy Madison. Yes. Oh, I'm, we've talked about it on the like just offhandly on yeah, the show. Yeah, yeah. Love Billy Madison. Same. You know, first couple of his movies, I was like, yes, great. And then at some point, it was just like, oh no, oh no. And I kind of gave up on him. We've man. we've seen this shtick. I, I kind of gave up. I just I just stopped. I was. I just remember a point. I was like, I guess he's just not me, not for me anymore. Was it the movie where he was dating the Latina girl? What was that movie? <laughs> I don't Which even know. I didn't see it. Again, I I don't know. I, I think, think Tia Leone was in it. I think the 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 one that really sticks out was Little Nicky. Was that one? I remember. Oh, I I, I, I st- oh boy. strictly yeah. remember watching that one and been like, oh god, like okay. No more of this. And we've jumped the shark. <laughs> and so there's just a ton, like, at some point that I've just never seen before because I was just like, ah. How many does I don't he have? Be... I thought he had like four. What? And we've seen like three of the four. Chrissy. Yeah. He's been steadily working since, you know, the early 90s. Like, his first movie he was in was like the early 90s, I think. Right. I thought maybe he was in four movies, like, including that time. Like, one then. One was Billy Madison, one was Happy Gilmore, and one was Funny People. No? Are you saying he's only been in four movies? I don't understand <laughs> what you're saying. Never mind. No. Um, we saw Mixed Nuts for the podcast. That was the, the Steve Martin movie he was, oh, he was yeah. also in. But, I mean, Billy Madison in 95 was the, was the huge one that, that kind of put him out there. And then 
the other one, which we'll talk about later. But like I said, I just want to set up my my feelings for him. Like I just, you know, I, I liked his early stuff. Like a lot of people. <coughs> Sorry if I cough. And, we need a cough um, button for you. And then at one point, I'm just like, oh, it's just not for me anymore. So, and we, we can talk about other reasons why, because one of them comes up a lot in this first movie. <laughs> oh boy, it does. We're so. Do you want to talk about that movie first? Let's I talk mean, about that movie. We should. First. Uh, so the first movie is one of one of his newer newer. I say newer, even though it's what fourteen years old now. I guess so. Almost fifteen. Now that I'm looking at his IMDb, he has done a lot of movies. So we'll start with the newer movie first, and that movie uh, from 2004 is Fifty First Dates. Dr. Henry Roth's best relationships were with his patients, and he wasn't looking to settle down. But one day, the unthinkable happened. Are you staring at me or her? Because you're starting to freak me out. And they see Henry Roth. The only problem is... Good morning. Going on. About a year ago, Lucy was in a terrible car accident. She lost her short-term memory. Poof. She won't remember him tomorrow. Don't you remember me a little? <laughs> From Columbia Pictures. Every day you get her to fall in love with you again. You don't even open the freaking car door for me anymore. You're in trouble. <laughs> Comes a story about winning over the girl of your dreams. Do you have any idea who I am? I've never even met you. <laughs> Every single day. Excuse me, Lucy Whitmore? Yes? I have a delivery for you. I have a secret admirer. <laughs> Adam Sandler. When she stops, just let her pet you and look cute. Okay, here she comes. Smile. Why is she not slowing down? Uh-oh. Oh, no! That didn't work. Drew Barrymore. Pretend you're attacking me so she falls over. What do you think you're doing? Coming over here, taking our pineapple. Help me, please. I'm getting your big ass. Oh! Oh! Wow. Go! Oh! Enough. Are you okay? Yes, okay, yes. I'll be right back. Hey, okay, come no, 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 who uh, he did Tommy Boy? I love Tommy Boy. Yeah. Other than that, he he did the Naked Gun, Thirty Three and a Third, The Final Insult, uh, Nutty Professor Two, Anger Management, The Longest Yard, Get Smart, Grudge Match, and Fifty First States was written by George Wing, who doesn't seem like he's written a whole whole lot <laughs> <laughs> else. This was it. <laughs> um, starring, of course, Adam Sandler, Drew Barrymore, Rob Schneider, Sean Astin. Dan Aykroyd. So, Fifty First States is a movie that since 2004, when, by the way, Christy and I met. Aww. That was a great year. Um, I never saw it then and haven't seen it since, so neither of us seen this movie, but it's been brought up several times to other people, like, hey, you guys should see this movie. Hey, you guys should see this movie. Why haven't you seen Fifty First States yet? Which I believe is offered up because I am a movie ditz, as the case may be, and cannot remember anything that happened yesterday or perhaps even the week before. Chrissy does have uh, a different version of of short-term memory disorder, different than 
Drew Barrymore's character in this. No, my version is like the hard disk on your computer, but the, a computer from like circa 2008. So you have to like continually dump the cache in order for it to store new information. Short term movie memory disorder. Basically. Like. It's all in the temporary internet files of my brain and then they get dumped. Talk, like we'll talk about these movies now. But next week, she won't remember these movies. No, no, So that's why this, no longer than a week. this podcast kind of hilariously provides just a, <laughs> a data, data management service for I, Chrissy. I was thinking, Justin. <laughs> in the movie she's seen. Two weeks ago, I, I had this thought where I thought, you know what? <laughs> I remember we don't that time. Even... Chrissy, you remember that time like a month or two ago? We went back and like I let you listen to like That's what I was just going to say. So like, Chrissy's like, I, I don't no remember this. What yeah. This is. I was thinking to myself, like, we don't even need to keep watching new movies. We could just go back, <laughs> like, start at the very beginning, go back to 2009 and just watch all those movies again in the same order. <laughs> and I swear to God, it'll be a new movie to me. <laughs> we should do that. It's like a 50, it's like a, our 51st dates version of this podcast where we just watch <laughs> the same movie over and over. And every episode is the same movie. <laughs> and you see how, how Chrissy, like, varies her. Her tastes <laughs> through through the years. I mean, like which one? <laughs> you probably say Titanic. Like yeah, we just watched Titanic a zillion. And I was watching figure skating the other day, and they were skating to the soundtrack of Romeo and Juliet. And I realized that I still know every word by heart of that movie too. <laughs> so the point is, like I said, neither of us had never seen this movie, either, even though we've been told to see it. Yes. So we we finally saw it. I mean, we just we just passed. Valentine's Day was last week. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's everyone. Day. Everyone was great. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I thought this movie, like, isn't this, this is a rom-com. Or, yes, or, yes, it is. It's supposed to be a rom-com. <laughs> so that's kind of like where our head was at when we sure. watched 51st Day. And we said, let's put this on. For the first time. <laughs> and we watched it. It was a movie, guys. It was a movie. So Christy, what did you think of 51st Dates? I will say it is very hard to not like Drew Barrymore in anything. Um, and even in this, I still like Drew Barrymore. But, you know, remember when we were watching um, Crash and I was like, how does a nice girl like um, What's-Her-Face find herself in a movie like this? Um, Holly Hunter. Thank you, Holly Hunter. I feel the same way about this. I'm like, how does Drew Barrymore, Drew Barrymore for God's sake, the kid from E.T., find herself in a movie like this? it's this what does like this mean a movie wherein she is consistently and constantly taken advantage of not just by her surroundings but by her own family who seemingly works only to keep her i don't in in their eyes they're keeping her in a bubble of protection but in actuality they're keeping her in this weird sort of um like munchausen bubble <laughs> of control where they control everything she does, everything she knows, everybody she sees, and there is no room for her to have agency over her life or her body or anything because she is completely having to yield to other people for because she doesn't have this uh, memory. So every single day she wakes up and she relives the, the day that she thinks was um, October, I think they said, what, 13th? But it's not. 
it's we've gone way into the future and they're keeping this ginormous secret from her. And then it doesn't get better once the secret is out and they change their tactics and allow her to start living days in the present. Then it becomes like, hey, here's this guy. You've been dating him. You like him just so you know. And every day it's a new day for her. She has to reintroduce herself to him. Eventually they get married. They have children. I'm sorry. I'm going getting way ahead of myself, but I'm so mad at the lack of control and agency that she has to make these decisions that I like... Britney fucking Spears has a conservati- conservatorship over her life. How does somebody not protect Drew Barrymore in this movie? I am mad and unmoved by the romance. I, I was watching it and thinking, man, I haven't seen such a, uh, you know, worst family members since In Plain Sight on Netflix. Oh, my God. Right? <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Holy moly. Um. So, yeah. So, watching this movie, I'm like, okay. This is why I quit watching Adam Sandler movies. Mm-hmm. Here's what it's got. It's got um horribly misogynistic, you know, shit going throughout the movie. Not only mm-hmm. with Drew Barrymore and what you're saying about her agency and like the weird stuff that's, you know, her, her The Munchhausen control bubble. Exactly. <laughs> uh but this other weird character, what is she like Swedish? And there's oh, like trans, yes. transphobic, you know, like all, all of it, all of it's going on with her. And every time she came up with the screen, I was just like, oh, no. How are they going to find a way to humiliate or hurt her today? Rob Schneider's character in this movie is just like another example of, you know, what the fuck is he doing? <sighs> like, what kind of racist stereotype has this turned into? Basically. Um, and, and that, like I said, uh, as when I was in middle school and high school, I didn't notice as much how horribly misogynistic, uh, you know, the Sandler movies are. Yes. Um, but they really they are, are. And they have, they're really bad. They've not aged ra- well. Racism problems as well. Yeah. You know, so. And by the way, I, 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 I want to, I, I have and, to give a disclaimer for us real quick because I don't want people listening to this think that we are like these super uptight PC people where we're like, well, let's make sure we use all the right words at all the right times no, and all that sort of stuff. No, not at all. It is overtly misogynistic and racist. And it's not funny. Yes. So if you look back at some of his earlier films, he still had that in there. There, there was a lot of that going on in his earlier films as well. Mm-hmm. And again, as a, when I was younger, I just didn't see it as yeah, well. Yeah, even our beloved Billy Madison has its moments where you cringe. Oh, of course. But it was funny. There's still funny, funny mm-hmm. shit going on, and you know, uh, above all else, he, you know, Sandler as a actor was young. He was hungry. Right. He was trying. And it and was a different time. And that's what's you know the biggest problem lately. It seems, even though I don't watch all of his films anymore, I still see clips and trailers, and that's enough to for me to be like, oh no, he just Ugh. he just doesn't have it in him. It feels like he just showed up. Like, he got paid whatever he got paid. He was probably incredibly highly paid, too, in the 90s. I don't know what his asking fee was, but I'm guessing it was in the tens of millions. Yeah. I mean, uh, a couple years ago during the the Sony email breach, uh, we got a look at a a bunch of emails concerning him and his tumultuous uh, relationship with the studio, Sony. Mm -hmm. A lot of people just hated working with him there. Well, yeah. Because he... Look, okay, you want to guess the budget for 50 first days. This is a great example. 50 million. 75 million dollars oh for this movie. Wow. Which I'm sure a lot of it had to do with his fees, but also the fact that he was like uh where is this here? 
Um, I mean, it was it was filmed in Hawaii. Hawaii. I was gonna say it's not cheap to shoot there, and, and that lines up with another view of his work that people have is he just he always works with his friends, and it seems like they're always like on a vacation somewhere, so yeah. he could just be on vacation as well. Oh, totally! It's it's um, nepotism at its finest. Um. So yeah, I just, I just didn't like this movie very much. Well, there at wasn't all. a lot to like. It took us three days to watch it. It would have taken me two. I I I was getting it down easier than you were because I I understood what it was and it was like all right. Well, at least I finally get to see well, a, rom- a, a supposed like, rom com. <laughs> the on paper the idea sounds really intriguing and great. Ish. Huh. Ish. Well, you know what this movie really should be? It should be like a psychological like thriller, basically. <laughs> when you think about it just a little bit longer than i guess they did you know i'm just like whoa this could be like uh you know starring marky mark and and reese witherspoon oh my god you know right 90s thriller i'm just thinking back to the crazy i'm thinking back to the progression of the plot and her and her life drew barrymore's (laughs) life and i'm getting mad all over again not just again for her inability to make decisions but how they this poor woman in the very final scene like gets up from below deck where she's woken up on a ship. Let's recount for a second that she does no idea how she got on the ship. She has no idea how old she is. It's a Twilight she has Zone no episode, idea Chrissy. like where like, she that is. That last scene on the boat, I'm like, whoa, this, this That's guy's, what I'm talking about. It's got super fucking dark. Yeah. Twilight Zone. Yeah, and then they're like in like, oh, where's Lucy? Yeah, you know, she's watching the tape. And then she's down there, I guess, watching a VHS tape explaining everything that's happened thus far, which that tape must get really long the longer this whole thing goes. Right? <laughs> yeah, there's no scene of them like no. editing additions to the tape. Right? And then <laughs> And then you had a baby. And then she gets up from below deck and she looks bless you Barrymore's heart, man, for this acting choice because her face. She looks genuinely bewildered and upset and they throw a three-year-old or four-year-old kid at her basically and they're like oh here you go mommy's awake holy moly i can't even imagine the trauma but that first of all she must be going through and then that child how do you bring a child into something like that i can't i can't I'm too involved mentally in this plot. Well, that's why they put it at the end for only like 15 seconds. <laughs> but it, it stuck with me. Talk about suspension of disbelief. I cannot suspend my disbelief over the craziness that she'd be allowed to be repeatedly abused this way. Um, I mean, Sandler just in particular in this movie just seemed like... He showed up. Yeah. Like he was just there. Like literally, like I showed up today. Like Why was he a, a veterinarian? I, was it, is that even what he was? I I was like he talks to the animals. Like I don't even know. Oh, he is he a war- trainer? <laughs> you've already you've already forgotten. Don't you remember his his, his like X-ray office scene? was like he had one X ray scene. His, his office was like next to like the Sea World. No, I remember that. But I'm like, was he was he like a Sea World trainer, for instance? No, he was like doing surgery on animals, Chris. Don't okay. you remember? Remember him trying to convince the dolphins to nod up and down to tell Drew Barrymore that she should succumb to his sexual fantasies? Oh, I can't. Just, just like <laughs> I can't. Just, it was just to the, like the 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 left of Skeev like several times mm-hmm. during this movie, and you're just like, ew. What a dissident chord it it, it is now <laughs> in 2019. After the Me Too movement, after, you know, thank God we the pendulum has swung more in favor of us realizing what douchebags men can be. Sorry, no offense, but not all men. But this is like a perfect example of 
Like, hey, let's launch a movie from like just even 12-ish years ago, 14 years ago to see what it was like back then even. Why did Sean, um, Sean Astin's character have a lisp? It was a choice. <laughs> God, if only I knew. Like, why? I don't know. I think it was just genuinely a choice. He was just trying to set himself apart as an actor. Uh, yeah. Because they never explained it. They, they just talked about the roid stuff. It just, like like I said, the first third of the movie, I was just like, oh, man. Like, there's there's no way that this can, you know. End well. End well. <laughs> and then once it gets into, like, the love parts, even though it was skeevy, like I said, it reminds you of wedding scene. You're like, oh, man, they're just good together. Why can't they be in a better movie? together i didn't even uh, think they were good together in this and i liked the wedding singer i don't know like i said maybe it's just like nostalgia for poor drew barrymore a, a better had not one female friend not one to be able to step it well except for the the server at the restaurant but that doesn't really count that was more her mom's friend she didn't have one peer female friend to step in and be like whoa 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 like back off dude she doesn't know you every day and now you're like waiting for her to give it up like it got it got to that point, and then uh, she just virtual, was. I mean, he's 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 like a virtual stalker during most of this movie. Yeah, I know. He's like worse than uh, Meg Ryan in Sleepless in Seattle. Oh come on, <laughs> I can't. That's not a comparison. Uh, like I said, it's very very it's disturbing. Um, and I wish apparently it was. So listen, the the this is from IMDb trivia, my fave. The film was originally titled Fifty First Kisses. Drew Barrymore, who knew of the original script, wrote a letter to Sandler and suggested it as their next film together, of course, after Wedding Singer. In 2014, Barrymore said it had been more of a drama and was rewritten by Sandler, and they reworked it into more of a comedy. That totally makes sense, right? Oh, my God. So it was. It was more like a a fatal attraction mixed with Groundhog Day. (laughs) (coughs) Like, couldn't you see that? Like, couldn't you see someone, like, just taking advantage and being like... yeah. You know, it would be. I won't be ignored. It, right? It would be. She kept saying throughout, if only I had met you the day before the accident, right? Mm-hmm. And to be honest, that would have been a lot more forgivable because, like, even then she would have only known it. But at least there was something to build upon. Like, hey, you know, I'm not leaving you. That's so much more romantic of like, this accident befell you and I'm not going to leave you. I'm going to try to build on it painstakingly one day at a time. But that wasn't the case. This dude just walked in and realized this is awesome. She's never going to remember a single fight we have. If I fuck up one day, the next day it's a blank fucking slate. Like, I'm sorry, I keep swearing, but it makes me mad. Like, this movie did not leave me with happy, warm, fuzzy feelings on Valentine's Day. And what's weirder was when he met her, he was also like, he'd already been set up as like a a womanizing like jerk. Basically, that whole cold it was open like he was where they're a nice like, guy and he met yeah, this girl. Oh, He's like, oh, Henry. Like, even there was one dude who was like, yeah, I remember Henry. And I'm like, what? What? You do? So not only are you like, uh, you know, why is why is she with him? But why is oh, I, just, oh, why? I just didn't get it. Why is her dad signing up? I can't. I didn't get it, guys. No, nope. I'm sorry. No, nope. I tried. Nope. This movie, um, like sorry, I said, budget sorry. seventy-five million, grossed one hundred twenty million in the U.S. Yeah, one hundred ninety-six million worldwide. I'm sure it was popular for its time. <sighs> Yikes! Which is terrible. Yeah. By the way, did you know that this was inspired? The movie was inspired by a true story. What? 
Oh, yes. Starring Justin Winters and Christy McQueen? (laughs) Uh, Not quite. (laughs) There is an article. 51st podcast. Oh, my God. Uh, There is an article, should you choose to read it, in Cosmopolitan titled, The Woman with Amnesia Whose True Story May Have Inspired 51st Dates. Michelle Philpotts has been completely unable to form new memories for the past 23 years. Mm, poor her. I know. Uh, the the condition that, that the main character suffers, Goldfield Syndrome in the movie, is entirely fictional. True anterograde, anterograde amnesia affects either short-term memory, which can last minutes or seconds, or intermediate-term memory, which can last days or weeks. Falling asleep has nothing to do with the condition, and sleep actually intensifies many chemical effects which help memory. Oh, wow. Have you always had a bad short-term memory, Chris? No. No? Actually, no. When I was much younger, I remember distinctly thinking, it's funny how the long-term ones are really stored in vividly in my, in my, in my brain, but I remember when I was 12 thinking, I can't ever imagine a day where I won't remember every day of my life. Like, I, could, I felt like you could give me a date and I could have told you exactly what I did that day. Um, it, it, the memory loss came. We're going to have a notebook situation soon, aren't we? Maybe. Damn it. it there, Alzheimer's does run in my family. Uh, and I'm predisposed genetically, which is awesome. Thanks, 23andMe. Here, Christy. Um, watch this tape. Oh, God, I can't. No, it, you know what? It started to go downhill when I became more uh, overwhelmed. Adulting is hard, guys. And with the more I have on my plate, the, it, it's truly, I'm not kidding when I say it's like a hard drive. I have less room for things. And so other things just get flushed away in the cash if i have an october 13th i I hope it's just like a saturday and not like a work day or anything (laughs) oh my god (laughs) let's let's not relive a work day every single day god can you imagine now watch this tape justin you have to go to work that's crazy it's just late it's a late night um yikes okay well what will be your final grade for 51st dates chris C minus. C minus. It's a generous C minus. Wow, that is. I'd probably give it a D plus myself. Mm-hmm. It just shows. I, I, you know, like I said, I don't want to watch any more newer Adam Sandler movies now. Oh, I cannot. Do you? I mean, I I wanted to watch a better Adam Sandler movie. So we finished this, and you were like, "Oh, Chrissy, I was so, you went, I, was I so made down. a mistake." I was like so <laughs> down. I was like, "Oh, why did we do this?" Like, how can we, like, make this right? And I said, we should watch a better Adam Sandler movie that I haven't seen. Like, maybe that one, Happy Gilmore, that people quote at me all the time, and I don't know what they're doing. So we watched Happy Gilmore, guys. (laughs) For 400 years, golf has been a gentleman's game. A game of tradition, etiquette, and above all, sportsmanship. Until now. Y'all ready for this? Meet Happy Gilmore. Was a hockey player. My puck, baby! Don't you ever touch my puck! Who was skating on thin ice. But when his grandma needed his help, Mrs. Gilmore owes the IRS $270,000. We're going to have to sell the house to someone else. But she's an old lady. I mean, look at her. She's old. He discovered a new talent. That house is like 400 yards away. That's unbelievable. Now he's going from the weeks. You can outdrive the amazing golf ball uh, whacker guy. To the links. Hey, where are you going with those clubs, punk? I'm your caddy. He's going to be on the tour. That's that's super. 
He's got the swing. He's got the drive. He shoots, he scores! He's got the balls. Quite a large and economically diverse crowd here at the Invitational. I guess it's the new tour sensation, Happy Gilmore. Hey, if I saw myself in clothes like those, I'd have to kick my own ass. And while he's trying to keep Granny out of the rest home. I'm telling you, this place is perfect. You're going to make friends in no time. He's driving the game of golf. Why didn't you just go home? That's your home! Are you too good for your home? Answer me! Straight into the ground. Damn you people, this is golf! I'm Bob Barker. Looks like you and I are going to be playing together today. This guy sucks. All right, let's go. Universal Pictures presents Adam Sandler. The price is wrong, Bob. As golf's missing link. Happy Gilmore. Course. Happy Gilmore 1996. The logline for this one is a rejected hockey player puts his skills to the golf course to save his grandmother's house. Happy Gilmore is directed by Dennis Dugan, who has directed like at least a dozen other Sandler movies since then, I think. Written by uh, Tim Hurley. I think is how you say his Hurley? name. Hurley? Hurley. <laughs> and Adam Sandler starring Adam Sandler, Christopher McDonald, Julie Bowen, Carl Weathers, and Bob Barker, Chrissy had never Aww. seen Happy Gilmore until just this week. Chrissy, what do you think of Happy Gilmore? Much better than Fifty First Dates. Thank God. Thank God. Right. It's like, like I was a little scared because I hadn't seen Happy Gilmore in a while. I was like, Oh God, have did I, this age well? Have I gotten short term <laughs> Adam Sandler movie disorder? Yeah, right. And I watched. I was like, Nope. It still has some. If not misogynistic undertones, it definitely has some like, hey, women are here to basically just be objectified and be useful to men, overtones and undertones. No, in in in, in this age it was women are here to be like teachers or like guidance for your Correct. Your 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 man baby. Yeah, you of know, use. Until you grow up just a little bit and then you make out and have yeah. sex. No, that's exactly it. They're they're here to be of use to you, either sexually or she was a teacher in Billy Madison. She was I know. a fucking teacher. Oh, I know. And this one she's poor Julie Bowen. She's like constantly having to in mitigate her, his disasters. And her mom her mom haircut that Chrissy admired. Like it's so she I don't know. It's like talk about crazy what's it called a uh, fountain of youth but like she looks so much younger and better now than she did in this movie so um i got to i got to but i do meet, love julie bowen meet julie bowen mm-hmm. several years ago same and then i came home and told chrissy that i love julie bowen now he basically said so this is how i leave you <laughs> it's cool you've got that memory disorder problem so tomorrow you won't remember this <laughs> Like, I'll be gone, but like you won't remember, so it's okay. I think I literally said to her, I was like, I love you. I think you're awesome. <laughs> uh, what my, did she my say? Wife, my wife said that she loved you, and now we love you together. Can we have some kind of like thruple or something? Like, like let's make Wait, this what? happen. <laughs> thruple. You what's know, where you have What's three, a thruple? When you have like three people. It's you like, mean a pod? Is that a pod? <laughs> Are you making up words? Is that a tripod? Oh boy! It's a tripod situation. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but but no, she she like she's like yeah, let's do this, and I'm like okay. Now I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what we're saying, she's awesome. So yes, Happy Gilmore still has still has some of the same issues. Correct. Um, but, but at least it makes you laugh. But it is super it's funny. funny. 
I, I didn't laugh once out loud in 50 first dates. I roll my eyes probably every five minutes. In Happy Gilmore, I was openly laughing because, well, sometimes you're laughing at the absurdity of what's happening. Sometimes you're laughing at Sandler doing what, honestly, Sandler does well, which is to- Young Sandler. Young, yes. hungry Sandler. Yes, exactly. Which is, you know, to, to, be, um, to be an absurdist and, and, and it can be very funny. And sometimes you're laughing because it's just, it's slapstick and it's stupid and it's fun. And the inner 14-year-old inside of you is like, ha, 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 slapstick. Look at how he's stamping that golf club into the ground. Um, it's not boring. It doesn't age, like, perfectly well. But assholes that were assholes in 1996 are the same douchebags you see today. I'm thinking of Shooter yeah. Uh, McWhat's-His-Face. Shooter McGavin. Shoot, I like Shooter McWhat's-His-Face. Shooter McGavin. <laughs> one of the most iconic sports movie villains of all time. He was great. You're going to beat me? At golf? <laughs> oh, you're on. You're in big trouble, though, pal. I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. <laughs> you eat pieces of shit for breakfast? No. So much so oh that, like, I, was it like last year or the year before last, Christopher McDonald was um, busted for a DUI. Yeah. And I think he pulled, like, the, I'm shooting Rick Gavin. Pew, 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 pew. pew. <laughs> I can't. Guys, I'm the so handguns. I mean, the I'm ha- so glad you like this movie. I was like, yes. This, the- this like, pretty much holds up. It's so still good. The first few times Shooter McWhat's face did finger guns. Shooter McGavin. I don't care. I like Sugar- Shooter McWhat's face. Gavin McGraw. You remember Gavin McGraw? Yeah. Okay. Shooter McGavin McGraw. All right. I remember that. So every time he did the finger guns in the first third of the movie, I'm like, oh, God, what a douche. And then the more he did it, like by the time it got to the end and he was like practically having a seizure, he was doing them so hard. Oh, it was hilarious. I was cracking up. I was like, Because he can is... do like the single one like this. Yes. He can do the double bouncing like this. <laughs> yes. Or somebody like, does it like all over like he's drumming with the finger no, guns. No, one time he did it, he looked just like he was doing the Elaine dance, <laughs> but with finger guns. Like one leg kicked out. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, him and him in this movie, and that's what, like when you watch these two movies back to back. I didn't really care about any of the the characters really, other than Drew Barrymore just as an actress, yes, and feeling bad for her in the first movie. Yes, I didn't care about any of the characters no. in this movie. <laughs> the number one, the story is super familiar mm-hmm. and, and simple, which helps a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's basically like a Rocky Karate Kid type situation. You got young, hungry Sandler. It's mm-hmm. funny. And then you have these tertiary characters that are really like pretty ridiculous. Like Shooter McGavin, like uh, Chubbs, played yes. by Carl Weathers. It's great. It's kind of like the Miyagi yeah. figure in this movie. And it's really funny with his fake wooden hand. And they've got like a couple sidekicks, like the homeless dude who becomes his caddy. Those the, are his friends. The guy with the nail in the head. <laughs> like It's just a lot of like super memorable, just like absurd shit. Yes. Similar to, to Billy Madison, which was right before this. Basically. Correct. Yeah. So, but it's funny. You know, I did notice the theme when we watched this movie. I thought to myself, do you know what Adam Sandler does no matter what movie he's in? He surrounds himself with at least one, if not like seven, people who are total idiots to make him look that much smarter, I suppose. But he, it was in every movie he's in, like his best friends are idiots. He's the smart one, which is really saying something. And he's got the whole like yelling uh, 
verging on sociopathic oh my man, God. man child thing going on. And yeah, he does that part well, which is probably why also his movies didn't age well, because as he grew up, he couldn't do that anymore. It's not it's not as funny to see a 43 year old man acting like a baby. Totally. Totally. And one of one one of my favorite movies of, of, of his, which I think we've talked about just in passing on this podcast, uh, Punch Drunk Love. You love that movie. Paul Thomas Anderson. I do. I love it. And and Maybe his, I need to see it again because I don't remember it, but I do remember not liking it. Well, one of the things he did, which I thought was uh, genius for Paul Thomas Anderson, was he took this like Adam Sandler character like what you know him to be in his movies mm-hmm. and you he stripped out all like the funny from it and what was left was just like an angry sociopathic like man child yeah and made it sadder and like you know yeah i don't know i thought it was good i like that movie okay filmed here chris you know where magnolia boulevard is i'm surprised I, you don't we, that we used before. to live on magnolia boulevard i know <laughs> but I mean, once he got past like the the little Nikki and, and that stuff, it just it all sounded like it became the same. True, unfunny, except for these couple instances like Punch Struck Love, where someone took him and like really put him through the paces and like made him act. But yes, but you know what the difference is? Like even funny people, which I you know, I thought was okay, but that movie kind of made fun of right. who he'd become. Yes, but. It reminds me of a poor man's imitation of what I felt Jim Carrey did very well, of switching from the type of comedy that made him beyond famous to authentic. I think Jim Carrey actor Jim as Carrey, far as drama. I think he just concerned. He, he cares more about yes. the craft. Oh, a lot like, more. He's got be- a lot more like range. Bettering himself as an actor, where he's he just a person. Like, Sandler just you know kind of gave up and just took the took the money. Yeah, and I don't know Adam as a person, serious, obviously. It, but when he tried more serious roles, Sandler, that is, those kind of bombed at the box office. Like if you look at like all the the movies that he that made him more money, it was always mm-hmm. like the crap. Like yeah. he's not really trying the ones that roles, like that the, attracted the, the LCD men. Like to be honest with you, that's his money. Is Titanic was built on on fourteen year old girls seeing it seventeen times in the theater. I get that. Adam Sandler movies and his fortune were built on LCD men who identified with the lowbrow humor and objectification of women. Mm-hmm. And then that ran out. Thank God. But they start they stopped becoming funny. Yes. Like I said, that stuff was still in Billy Madison and, and, and Happy Gilmore as well, but those were funny movies. Yes. And then they just stopped being as funny. Right. This is a very quotable movie. I mean, even Happy Gilmore... The budget for Happy Gilmore again. Let's be reminded of Fifty First Dates budget, which was seventy five million. Mm-hmm. Budget for Happy Gilmore, and again, it was back in ninety six. Still, it's only twelve million dollars. That's it. I would have guessed more. I was thinking in the twenties. Um, but it only grossed thirty eight million. But I remember this one as being Surprised. a big. That was a big, deal. a big movie at like the video store and stuff. Right. Like this is a rewatcher type of movie. I was in middle school when this came out, but. I, I remember people being so obsessed with Billy Masson that when this came out, this became like the next logical thing to be obsessed with. Yeah. And to this day, people have quoted it to me. I mentioned this when we first started talking about it. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then people look at me and go, you haven't seen Happy Gilmore? <laughs> no. But, but now you watched it. Yeah. Does it make sense? Yes. Okay. See, there you go. It's great. The worst is when you hear people quote it and you're like, uh-huh, oh, this is the best. Yeah. And then you go back and you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? 
<laughs> and I have had that happen. No, this this was actually eminently quotable. Like the part where um, he's trying to get the golf ball to go into the hole and Chubbs has just told him like, it's, you know, or not Chubbs, I'm sorry. Who's the other? Oh, the, um, what's his face? Kevin Nealon. Thank you, Kevin Nealon. His, like, his whole thing. Oh, about- his new agey golf thing. And he's like, so you have to send the golf ball home. The hole is its home. It needs to go home. And he's like, all right, I'm going to put it on a plane and send it home. So I'm saying he, he's in it for like, you know, you 30 seconds. Your and you're like, okay, yes. <laughs> exactly. Um, of course, our buddy uh, Bob Barker is is like f- super famous for his role in this. I was going to say, I was shocked that he took this part. It was great, but I'm shocked he actually did it i assume it was because he got to be the victor did you ever see him you saw him when you were over at cbs when you used to film over there right he had uh already left the building by the time i was there <gasps> by the way the building is no longer cbs television know, city they, what are, they're going to turn it into something else right it's called television city studios do you remember that one time i was over the, did i tell you about i i like the the, the cafe that's on the back side yeah I was I, I was walking out, and he was walking in, and I held the door open for him, and he said, "Thank." He, what he said, like, "Thank you, young sir," or something like that. Or I, I blacked out basically. <laughs> I was like, oh my god! And I was like, "You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome, Bob Parker. I spay neuter all my animals." I would walk down that hall and just like like try to touch the wheel when it was. I was just going to say that was the thing. So if you, oh. the, those of you who don't live in California, never got the chance to actually be there behind the scenes, not just waiting at the benches all the way on the show. As a kid, I always equaled like prices, right? Los Angeles prices, right? Los Angeles. <laughs> so much so that when I moved out here, I remember like the la one of the last things my mom said is like, you got to get on price, right? With me, uh, an RV. Oh my God. <laughs> like it's she wanted an RV even then. It was huge. Uh, but yeah, but the wheel is like, very accessible on the inside. It's and not like smaller. It's in sm- person. Yes, it's like going back to your like elementary school and like all the toilets are like right Tiny. on the ground. Uh, Magic of TV, right? But it's literally just there in the um, studio be, areas, like in the props by, like, area, like security. I know it's not like, some kind of like you know alarm so, system. So at any time of the day or night, like you could walk by and some PA is over there taking a picture to send to their mom in Kentucky. Oh, I could have straight up stolen it, Chrissy. Oh, I know. Like, <laughs> well, I don't know. You would have had to get past the interns who are at the gate. I put a bunch of jackets on it. <laughs> I'm on top. Like I'm the head. Oh my God. That would have been great. Or, or you know, like Andre the Giant. In the Sir, Princess is there Bride. anything under your jacket? No, I'm just like a hunchback. It's gonna be fine. Let me go. I just, I just ate this giant wheel for dinner, man. I'm not even mad. That's just impressive. <laughs> oh, we got sidetracked. Um, back to Happy Gilmore. Oh, uh, I was looking at the so this one. So Happy Gilmore has a 61 percent on Rotten Tomatoes, 7.0 on IMDb. Fifty First States had 45 percent on Rotten Tomatoes and a 6.8. That still seems high. It is. It is high, but it's a, a fair comparison. Obviously, one's better than the other. Um. What else? Oh, so, in general, you liked it. Yeah, it's definitely one that now, if I caught it on HBO, it's in it's in that category for me. Like, oh, you're flipping, and it came on. And you're like, all right, I'll watch this again. Uh, IMDb. We made tri- a mistake, real quick. We we. Oh, what did we do? We watched half of it last night and said, "Let's watch the second half today." <laughs> and Justin's oh, like, kids. Chris. Chris, let's watch this. Hey, everyone, let's all watch it together. And I thought, Justin has seen this. Surely he'll know whether it's appropriate. 
and we sit the kids down. I have a three-year-old in my lap and it's immediately is the scene where they're starting to show that Sandler can't has a huge potty mouth on, on the green. I mean, I've said fuck like seven times on this episode. So clearly that doesn't matter to me too much, but oh my God, guys, like I got to a point where a lot of it is bleeping. <laughs> yeah. But Camden, our three-year-old goes like this. Wow. He's saying bad things. <laughs> This is bad. This is the mom that 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 showed her kids uh, face <laughs> off and speed, speed, all this stuff. Brooklyn was a different. But a than few Cam. bleeps, you know. Oh no, Brooklyn can handle it. Camden was pointing out that he was saying bad things. <laughs> um, I'd be trivia in real life. Adam Sandler is terrible at both hockey and golf. No, oh. um, this is great. Bob Barker wasn't sure if he wanted to be in the movie. When he learned he was going to win the fight with Adam Sandler, he accepted. the I role. knew it. Right? That's what I said. <laughs> and also, uh, when when the director told Bob Barker that a stunt double would be used in the fight scene, Barker insisted on doing his own stunt, saying, wait a minute, I know how to fight. Oh my God, that's amazing. And our, our friend Julie Bowen later revealed on Access Hollywood, there's a deleted segment of the Happy Place scene where she made out with the dwarf dressed like a cowboy. Somehow that doesn't surprise me. Going the distance. <laughs> Isn't it weird? Cough Again, it out. I haven't, I haven't seen this one in a while, so I had forgotten about the, the bleeping scene that we showed the kids. But <laughs> yeah, uh, at, at one point in the movie, Julie Bowen's character, uh, like I said, she plays like the PR person for the PGA or whatever. And she's like strictly like friends, friends, yes. friends. And then he asks her out and she's like, but friends, right? And he's like, yeah. And they show up at this ice hockey rink, rink and Endless Love starts playing. And then he's like, okay, if you make this. I'll leave you alone. But if you don't make it, you have to, you make, have to make out, out with me, me like you mean it. I was like, whoa. I know, right? It got like for real. <laughs> it's got like 51st dates, like intense thriller. Like crazy. I know. You started laughing in the corner and I'm like, oh man. And then sure enough, she made the shot. She's like. I didn't see it go in. And I'm like, enabler! No, don't enable this. But then she's like, I still want it. That's the thing about Adam Sandler. He's like had, even as he gets older, it's always like women in their mid to late 20s that are playing his girlfriend. Casting is a beautiful thing. Didn't he have, he said Aniston, like in a couple of his movies? Oh, he has. Kate Beckinsale, wasn't she in one of? Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> He was he he got called out a couple years ago by Rose McGowan. Like Good. The, like there was some kind of casting for females, and like they had to wear push up bras for the auditions or something of like that. Of course. Good. Good on you, Rose, for calling that out. That's bullshit. So, anyway, Happy Gilmore holds up pretty much. <laughs> but yay for the movie. We like the movie. Thank God, as especially after Fifty First Days. Something redeeming needed to happen on this podcast. What would you give Happy Gilmore, Chris? B minus. B minus. Yeah. Give it a solid B. All right. Solid B. Like I said, Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore. Those are the two tops. I also like Wedding Singer. Have you seen Wedding Singer? I have seen Wedding Singer. People liked it more than I did, but I didn't dislike it. It's yeah. just like people, like people really loved it. And I'm like, yeah, it's good. It's a more amiable story than 51st Dates. Oh, of it's much more charming. Um, Punch Truck Love. Punch Truck Love as well. Sure. But... We even watched, uh, uh, I guess he's got a special, a new special on Netflix. Oh, yeah. We just yes. watched this Chris Farley song that he did. 
Seems like, oh, sweet. Seems sweet. Yeah. Maybe he's back to sweetness. Maybe. You think? Anything is possible. If you were his agent, what would you, what, how would you turn this around? I, honestly, at this point, he's got to have, you know, over a hundred million dollars. I'd say just retire, dude. Do some philanthropy you and, think, and but then But you think be he's done. doing it because of his friends? Because it seems like he's just like, he keeps employing all his friends. It sounds like, you know, he can be an asshole to Sony execs, but yeah. in the end, it's like him trying to get money and like... Yeah keep his friends afloat type Or then you know what? Then go back to basics. And if you want to keep employing your friends, that's great. Get a show through Netflix and employ all of your friends to find like the next great sketch comedian. You know, like um, almost like Project Greenlight except for for young comedians and and do something like that. Hmm. That'd be great. Billy, uh, Billy Produce it. Don't be in it. Billy Madison sequel. No. 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 Okay. Okay. Well, this was fun. Again, I'm <laughs> Thanks, sorry about Jess. my cold, guys. Jeez, it's hopefully not I'll be, okay. Hopefully, I'll be better next week. Suck. I blame the like the weird weather here too. I'm so over the weather. Oh my gosh, we've had it some, is the, like it is a cold winter. And like monsoon rains at times. Winter. That again, we talked about four. We just I think we're at like 160 percent above normal. <laughs> For the year, the rain year. Um, but you know what's really amazing? I will tell you this. We So we live uh, in the valley. And when you're driving on freeways, you you see you know the valley's sunken in. There's mountains surrounding it on all sides. And they're, they're perpetually brown. Not right now. If you, if you drive up the 405 uh, headed north, it is, they're like emerald green. I was driving home tonight and I was like, do I live in Ireland? Where am I right now? Hashtag global warming. I know, and it's going to be a Green New Deal. Super Bloom is going to happen. Um, because super of this. Bloom. Have you heard about this? That's what they literally. That's what they literally call it. Is that the new uh, superhero movie starring uh, Orlando Bloom? Yes. Um, not. And we all need to take Clarendon for it. No. So basically, because of all the green, everything's going to bloom like crazy in a couple of months, and we're all going to have the worst allergies of our life. But it'll be beautiful. Mm, great. Super Something Bloom. To look forward to. Yay. <laughs> wow. Um, speaking of something to look forward to, Chrissy. Yeah. Where can you look forward to finding us on the interwebs? <laughs> where can we be found? We can be found anywhere you subscribe to fantastic podcasts, namely Apple Podcasts, Podbean, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Not and SoundCloud. oh, the other S one. There's a, there's two S ones. Spotify and Stitcher. Spotify. I always mess up the S's. See, there we go. I'm fired. Uh, and you can fire me on social media, which is at Movie Geek Cast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We're also part of a network, Chris. I know. What network? Podfix. The Podfix Network. Podfixnetwork.com. <laughs> you can find us and several other awesome podcasts. Mm-hmm. Chris, do you know what's going on next week? A fantasy movie draft, I would imagine. Not only a fantasy movie draft, but so we're, we've been doing this tournament since August of last year, the 80s fantasy movie draft tournament. Uh-huh. We started at the year 1980, drafting 1980 films, and we've gone all the way up to 1986, which we did last last week. Mm-hmm. But next week, because we got one more spot left to fill in our brackets, you need you know, sure you got eight spots to fill. We've got seven filled, so we're having a play-in round. Ooh! And not only not only a play-in round, but the ladies play-in round. Ooh-hoo. We need some more representation. We only have one lady, um, one female. 
in our tournament so far. That's Gidget from Retro Cinema. Mm-hmm. So next week we're we've got four ladies who are going to be battling it out for that final spot. That's exciting. And the theme is '80s teen movies. So that should be super exciting. Oh yeah, I'm um, excited. But yeah, stick around for that next week. Other than that, um, thanks everyone for listening. If, I mean, if you if you love our podcast. Have never uh, left an Apple uh, rating and review. That would be awesome. I mean, heck, even if you just like our podcast, that would be great. We'll take it. It's how uh, indie podcasts like ours uh, get more attention online. Is there a hashtag for this? And reviews. Underdog pod. Underdog pod. Yeah, I see that. Really? Yeah. Hashtag please, please <laughs> review. Pretty please. Five star review. Hashtag five star. Hey, review. thanks, guys. Um, but yeah. Chrissy, it's been it's been it's been fun. I've had a, a good time, Justin. Thank you. Um, as I cough, cough us out. Yes. You got an outro for us. Um, what were we, we thinking? Like a, a line or some kind of like something cool? Like, thanks is, for what, stopping by. And thanks for stay classy. And thanks for stopping by. <laughs> no, that's not ours. We gotta think. We gotta think of something <laughs> like that. And we'll see you. At the movies. Something like that. <laughs> I think that's taken two. We need time to figure this out. Whoops. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. Okay, bye. This was a podcast from the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com.